I think that we can all agree that sucked. That sucked last night. Welcome to We The Fans. I am Joe Hunk. You can join me every single Monday night here on KCPN just by simply giving us a follow and you will get notified the very moment that we go live. And yes, the Huggies are back. You can see them right over my right shoulder. The Huggies are back tonight as we are back in the garage of my father-in-law, which is where we're probably going to be doing the show for the next few weeks as uh, my house that uh, is getting built right across the street here from uh, where I am currently living. So. Don't forget that you can always follow us on KCPN simply by going and follow us on KCP Networks, whether it is on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, no matter where it is, and you will get that notification the very moment that we go live, just like you did a few minutes ago if you are there. I hope you like my hat. This is my Trevor hat is what I'm going to be calling it because our man Trevor from the Spoken Podcast was rocking this the other night uh, during the AFC Championship game and and I found out where he bought it from and I seriously did just totally steal it and just went over and just bought me one. So that being said, we appreciate you hopping in. You can see that on the right Over here of the screen, we have got our chat going. That is going through Facebook. I have Twitch up right here across from me as well that you can make your comments there as we go throughout the night. And this thing is going to go as as long as you do or do not want it to go. So that being said, let's go ahead and get to the comments. Yorkie even pops in with the, the Huggies are back. If you do not know the origin story of the Huggies box right here over my right shoulder, all you've got to do is go back to last week's stream. Uh, you can either watch it on our KCPN videos or you can go to our Apple podcast and you can listen to it there as well as all of our other streams and podcasts that we have going on KCPN. And if you're at Apple, we would appreciate that five-star like and review. That'd be really great. Thank you. And so we appreciate that for everybody that is, is, is on there. Adrian is on as well. The game armor himself who is on bro. Uh, we got to get a stream together. Just letting you know. Um, so he is on as well. Uh, yes. Gracie said that the Super Bowl did suck. I'm going to prepare you now. Matter of fact, Let's just go ahead and say that it's going to be here in the next probably three minutes. Uh, we will have the highlights from the Super Bowl, good and bad, because obviously on We The Fans, we have got to uh, kind of keep you updated, and we're going to break down kind of what happened, good and bad. Um, also, uh, Yorkie says, F Tom Brady. Um, I do agree with you to an extent because I obviously wanted the Chiefs to win. And uh, I will say, though, that I do believe he is the GOAT. Uh, Gracie does not agree with me on that one, but I do believe that he is the GOAT. 
And as as much as I disliked the loss last night, there were some good things for me personally that happened. Uh, Josh Pearson, who is from Austin High School, which is the school that I do play-by-play for um, here locally in the state of Alabama, he won his first Super Bowl uh, last night. So I, I that is a good. And I am an Auburn fan. So Jamal Dean as well as Carlton Davis both got themselves two Super Bowl rings. So, okay, sure. What do you mean we have six hours? You want me to talk for six hours? Gracie says we have six hours. Yes, thank you. I appreciate the hat love, though. I really do. A couple reasons I'm rocking the hat. One, the hat is sick. I think I've worn it for like the last six days straight. Also, um, you can tell I've not gotten a haircut. And so the the hawk is uh, is kind of struggling right now. Uh, Bryant says no Chiefs touchdowns. No, there, there were not Chiefs touchdowns at all. So I'm going to go ahead and ask... Are you prepared to uh, to to see the highlights from last night? So and 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 that's what that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to ask that because I'm giving you a five second countdown. Five, four, three, two. Here we go. All right, last night, Super Bowl 55, and this was a prop bet. Who was going to get the first sack of the game? The Chiefs. After that. Well, it, it, it pretty much it pretty much went downhill. This was a great play by Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but if we're showing you a Chiefs highlight, it is because of something like this, where Patrick Mahomes was having to run for his life the entire night. You saw him get the first down there, then third and eleven. This was the story. This is what you saw the entire night. Still hits Tyreek Hill in the face. In the face and Tyreek cannot catch it Bucks settle for the Chiefs settle for the field goal then comes then comes the Bucks oh look a flag thrown on the Chiefs oh that totally looked like a flag didn't it that ends up leading to this which ends up being the first touchdown Gronk with the streak right behind the line of scrimmage first touchdown for Tampa Bay Chiefs get a three and out Next thing you know, here comes the Bucs once again. Great pass to Mike Evans, wide open over the middle. And then you have this play, which should have been a touchdown. That was the, the Venables player, not the Venables, but, but the, Ven- the whoever it is that's the head coach for the Tennessee Titans now. That was the play that they're, yeah, Venables. They, that was the play they did with him. It wasn't successful there. Then you see the fantastic defensive play by the Chiefs. The simple fact that this defensive line was able to make this stop on second, on third and fourth down was absolutely tremendous. Hey, look, Tyreek Hill actually got the football at some point in time at the beginning of the game. That gets him a first down. Oh, look, this is about to be a 99-yard drive. No, no, drop pass by Kelsey. Then, oh, look, we have a great punt that gets negated because of what a flag. And and then here comes the bad punt. Oh, look, Brady has the football. Eight minutes to go in the half. And thank you, Tyreek Hill. Honey Badger showing up. No, there's a flag. There's a flag. It was seven to three. Oh, yes, absolutely holding on the defense. 
totally was holding. Oh, look, here's another play that leads to a field goal attempt. Yeah, he really was offsides. I really can't make fun of that one. He really was offsides. I, that, that, that really did happen. Yeah, he, he was. Matter of fact, two players were offsides on that one. So, look, they get another opportunity. Brady drops back. Hi, Gronk. Wide open in the end zone. 14 to 3. All right. Chiefs get an opportunity. Six minutes to go in the half. Here comes the Chiefs. Look, this was going to happen, and this happened throughout the entire night. Chiefs would drive down the field, even though Mahomes was running for his life. They would get into Tampa Bay territory, and then they would stall out every single time. Oh, Mahomes running for his life. Stretches out. Gets the first down. Second and three. Oh, let me scramble for my life again, but Kelsey makes the catch for another third down or another first down. Now you're within the red zone. Now you're in the 20. Third and six. Oh, look. Mahomes having to run for his life and has to throw the football away, which leads to, yet again, another field goal. This is where people are going to either get upset or they're going to understand. Third and two. Chiefs have used two timeouts. Bucks get the first down. Then comes the first of the two penalties that piss me off. That is incidental contact. That's not pass interference. Those two players tripped each other up in on their in their feet. Their feet got tangled. That was not a pass interference. Oh look, you get another first down. With 13 seconds to go, Bucks use their last timeout, and then you get this garbage. That was an uncatchable pass. He wasn't going to catch that. Nobody was going to catch that. That was not a pass interference, but it leads to first and goal. Goat throws the pass, caught by Antonio Brown. Now they're up 21-6 going into the half. Third and seven, because we had this happen a lot last night. Oh, look, I'm Mahomes, and I'm going to throw it all around. I have to run around and then eventually throw it, which is going to lead to another field goal. Only down by 12. Only down by 12, okay? Bucks get the football back. And then here's Gronk. That just decides to start running all over the Chiefs defense. And then Leonard Fournette decides to bust off the big run. And now it's 28 to 9. What's sad is I don't think a Chiefs fan truly thought this game was over at this time. But then this garbage starts to happen. And oh, now we're starting to get sacks. And oh, we're starting to get hit. And now Mahomes is continuing to have to run around. And then you have this garbage of a play that was not a that was not an interception that you really blame on Mahomes, even though he probably made a bad throw. Then they get the football back because the Bucs decide to settle for a field goal. And finally, there's some offense. Here's some offense. And then Mahomes having to run around like crazy. And you get another first down. Once again, cross over the 30. Mahomes in the red zone again. And this is where the crap continued to happen. On third down, Mahomes has to run around like crazy. Then he throws it to the back of the end zone. And that ball is going to be the one that goes off the pylon. Pringle catches it off the ground. That isn't a catch. And then comes the greatest play in football history that is not going to count for anything other than an interception or anything other than a completion. How on earth does Mahomes actually make that pass? It doesn't lead to crap. 
Then the Bucks get the foot. Bucks get the football. They go three and out. Mahomes is having to run again for his life again. Then you finally get a roughing the passer call, which once again gets the Chiefs across the 50-yard line because of that pass. And here we are once again. Chiefs are trying to get into the end zone. Mahomes is running around like crazy, throwing passes off of his back foot and and while leaning forward. And that pass didn't even count because they got called for the holding. And now you're back to a second and 20. And Mahomes fumbles the football, which then gets recovered. Now it's third and 33. And this is where Tyreek Hill is finally going to make another catch. And he's going to make a 23-yard gain to get it back to fourth and 10. And then Mahomes having to run for his life again. Then throws it. And this is the ball that's going to get is going to get intercepted or knocked down. Now here's what's bad. With four minutes to go. They still had an opportunity, and that's where Mahomes threw the interception in the end zone. And then this is how the Bucks finish it out to win the Super Bowl. All right. Oh. Let's get to the comments. All right. Bryant, we're going to get back to yours here in just a second. Um, Gracie, with no offensive line, that – was my fear the entire time. It was. Like, I hate it. Like, you can go back to about three or four weeks ago. Matter of fact, it was before the playoffs started. And I said that the reason why the Chiefs are not going to win the Super Bowl this year is going to be because of offensive line play. It, that, that was well before Eric Fisher got injured. And that was well before you were two weeks away from the Super Bowl starting and you had to totally rearrange your offensive line because Eric Fisher got injured. Look, here's what people don't realize. Think about this, because when the Chiefs played the Bucks the very first time, they had four of their five starters normal starters playing in that game. When they played the Chiefs or played the Bucks in Super Bowl 55, they had one. One offensive line starter that was the starter through the entire season. The rest were backups. The reason why I bring that up, because on a normal NFL roster, your 53-man roster, a team will carry eight to nine offensive linemen. Eight to nine offensive linemen. Okay? So if you have five starters, four backups, you now have, of the nine, four starters for the Chiefs were injured. Then you take away the players for the Chiefs from the offensive line that opted out because, God help us, we actually have a doctor on the Chiefs team and he wants to go help with COVID. So now you're down to four of your five or of your nine offensive linemen. That means that the Chiefs had to bring back scout team players to fill out the roster. They had right tackles playing left tackles. They had right guards playing left guards. They had, I mean, literally, they had crap. Now, there were things that that the Chiefs could have done. I wouldn't have wanted to do it, but they could have done it. You could have brought in another tight end that could have, you could have went with like a, a 12 technique or whatever you want to say, have two tight ends set in to give you a little bit more blocking. They could have done that. But you went into this football game with basically, if we're talking about the college equivalent, because majority of the season we do talk college football and we the fans, you're basically going into the Super Bowl, not week seven, not week 12, 
Not 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 week seventeen when when you're playing nobody and you you're just resting for the playoffs. You are in Super Bowl fifty five with third string offensive linemen. Third string. If this was college, these are basically your red shirt guys that don't even know the play calls that basically have just now figured out where their classrooms are four months into the season. That's what you're talking about if we're talking about college football, okay? And you're going up against one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Go back. Go back a couple of weeks, about five shows ago, when I was actually in a studio, the sun was shining, you had you you had the, the, my my station logo directly over my head. Gracie was firing me because I was saying this on the air, and I said there are two teams I do not want the Chiefs to play in the Super Bowl: Packers, Bucks. Both of those two teams were in the top five of sacks in the NFL. Both of those teams were the best in the NFL at tackles for loss. Both of those teams had legitimate front sevens. That's why I didn't want to see the one of them. I was happier to see the Bucks than I was the Packers. But that game also uh, wrapped up before the Chiefs lost Eric Fisher. So, yes, okay, I did want this. I did want the Chiefs to play the Bucks. I did want this. I also thought there was going to be a better offensive line at that point in time. Okay? So, that's the first comment. All right, let's go. Gracie also says he's going to win it all next year. We Gucci. Look, I don't disagree with next year. You're bringing back offensive line. And and not to mention that without Watkins, without Le'Veon Bell, which most likely neither one of those players are going to be are going to be brought back for the Chiefs, you have the potential to bring in another wide receiver, which is really what they need from the free agent list. Let me emphasize that from the free agent list, they need those two to come back and or from the free agent list because you have got to and I mean got to go and get you offensive line help. You've you need that. You absolutely need offensive line help. I don't care who it is, what it is. I don't care if you need to move up in the draft to get an offensive lineman. You have got to do this. You go back Five years. Five years. I know it was five years because it was Super Bowl 50. You go back and watch the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton. He had far less talent at the wide receiver position. He had zero talent on the offensive line. And that is including the blind side himself, Michael Orr. And he had no help blocking. And he was running around like crazy. And it basically ruined his career because majority of his time while he was in Carolina, he had no help whatsoever. Greg Olson was injured majority of the time. You had Fat Boy from Florida State. He didn't start off Fat Boy, but he just couldn't stop eating. Gracie knows. Three Millers Light Deep. Inside of the peanut, look who just showed up. That's kind of where that all started. As a matter of fact, that's about she lost to me. Just making sure because I know she's watching right now. So all of that takes place. You have all of that stuff, and the Panthers have not been back since. You have a gift from the football gods. And I mean, the fo- the football gods have placed 
a quarterback in your hands that will be your franchise for the next decade. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin in the Hall of Fame. Kelvin Benjamin is probably in the wing eating Hall of Fame. So you have a god of a quarterback. You have a Hall of Famer at tight end. You have Hall of Famer at wide receiver. And you have Hall of Famers on the defensive line and in your secondary. Your window is this deep. Because, and Gracie says it, we'll be back next year and we'll be Gucci. The problem is, and you saw this last year, and the Chiefs were able to make it through, but there's no guarantee. You do not know how healthy some of these players are going to be. You lost Tyreek Hill for part of the season last year because of an injury. You lost Mahomes for part of the season last year because of injury. You That's not always going to be something that you can get through the season on, depending on where you are. Because... The Chiefs two years ago, their schedule was not as strong as it was this year. This year's team's schedule is going to be even harder next year. The more you win, the more difficult your schedule is. That's why it's so hard to repeat. Now, the Chiefs as an offense is is absolutely fine as long as the offensive line is improved. Every single decision should be made for this team to improve the offensive line first, linebacking group the second. That's it. But you have got to focus on the offensive line because if he doesn't have protection, he's garbage. The reason why Baker Mayfield is better this year than they were last year is because they got Baker Mayfield offensive line help. So that's it. Adrian does mention that that the Chiefs play the the NFC East next year. Yeah, I mean you got that means you get Redskins. That means you get Bears. I mean not Bears. That means you get Giants. That means you get Cowboys, and that means you get Eagles. Okay, okay, that's that's that is better. Okay, now let's go. If you go back through the, through some more of these Chiefs uh, these comments because we got a lot of comments coming in. Yorkie continues to say that Tom Brady is not the goat. Now. This being said, Yorkie is also a humongous New Orleans Saints fan, so he's always going to argue for Drew Brees, okay? Drew Brees is great. He may be the number five quarterback greatest all time. Brady's better. Montana's better. Not going to say Mahomes yet because Mahomes is not not at that level just yet. Manning is better and was better. Then maybe, then maybe, maybe Breeze. The thing that's always going to go against Breeze is going to be the fact that he could not win in the playoffs. He won one Super Bowl, and from there on out, he is not won. That is a problem. Yes, they may win a divisional round. They may get to they may get from a wild card round to the division round, or maybe even get to the conference championship game. Yes, he got screwed over by a god awful pass interference call that was not called. But he's only been in one Super Bowl, and the one Super Bowl that he did play in, we later found out the only reason that he got there 
is because of the fact that his team literally had Bounty Gate on Brett Favre to to try to put him out of the game so that they could they could win. Now, Adrian says that he's barely that he barely scrapes his, his breeze barely scrapes his top ten. I think Adrian probably also is going to put way more weight into playoffs, championships, and things like that. Not so much about the statistics. With Yorkie, it is about the statistics. But, and this is where you, it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. The Saints have also had a horrific defense for a lot of seasons that Drew Brees was their quarterback, and he was having to pass the football a ton just to keep up with how many touchdowns his defense was letting up. That's the reason why they started drafting guys like Lattimore to play in that secondary. Even after they lost the Super Bowl, they were focusing on improving that secondary because of how many yards that they were giving up and how many points they were giving up a game. That's really been a big problem for the Saints for a lot of time. And and honestly, and every single person that's watching this that know that are Chiefs fans knows that the reason the Chiefs went from losing in the AFC Championship game outside of D Ford and winning the Super Bowl the next year was all because they made adjustments on defense from defensive coordinator to bringing in Tyrone Matthew to those are the differences that we're getting, bringing in Frank the Tank. Those guys made the difference on the defense. Your offense can be spectacular. We saw that with the Chiefs two years ago or three years ago. Now you saw the defense have to catch up and that's kind of what the Saints started to do but the only problem is is I really think that Drew Brees' best opportunity to win a Super Bowl may have been two years ago when he had Mark Mark Ingram in that backfield to go along with you know the one-two tandem that he had with Michael Thomas maybe then you throwing in Grant and Graham but Drew Brees is his success is going to be based on stats a lot of people are obviously going to go on rings. They're going to go on what you did in the playoffs, not what records you hold in the regular season. That's where your Tom Brady is going to be in front of Drew Brees. That's when Manning is going to be in front of Drew Brees. That's the reason why Montana is always going to be in front of Drew Brees. And I mean, look, if you really seriously even want to go back to Otto Graham, then Otto Graham is going to be in front of Drew Brees back in the 1950s because he won more championships than what Drew Brees did in New Orleans. As far as the go of a city, there is never going to, and I'm talking Archie Manning as well, there is never going to be anybody that is going to touch what Drew Brees did for the city of New Orleans. Anthony Davis was not going to be able to do it. Zion Williamson is not going to be able to do it. There is never going to be another Saint football player, past or present, that is going to mean as much to the Saints as what Drew Brees does. Never going to argue that. But... He doesn't have the rings. And that's where this is always going to fall. There's a reason now that you have to say Drew Brees is, or not Drew Brees, but Tom Brady is the GOAT because this man now has more Super Bowl championships than any team in the NFL. Him alone. Like it was a fun stat. Like back in the 90s, and Adrian may be able to help me with this because his name is totally skipping me. But there was a player, and it wasn't Deion Sanders because he did it as well. But there was a player that went like back-to-back-to-back seasons playing for three different teams and going to the Super Bowl with all three different teams. I think he played for the Bills, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. And like back-to-back-to-back seasons, he went to the Super Bowl all for different teams. And he played in like 10 Super Bowls but because he kept – going to different teams. He played for the Broncos, I believe, and all that. But 
you have to get to the Super Bowl. You do. That is the me- that is the measuring stick, especially in the NFL, because unlike Major League Baseball, stats in the NFL do not measure up as much. In Major League Baseball right now, you can name specific records. 56 man, 56 game hitting streak, Joe DiMaggio, 762 home runs with Barry Bonds, or 755, rip to the goat, Hank Aaron. You know, those are the types of stats you can talk about. In the NFL, we just know Peyton Manning holds a ton of stats. We don't really know what they are. Like, nobody can say passing yard stats, which I know Drew Brees has. I know Tom Brady has. I know they were going back and forth throughout the season. But stats don't mean that much. In the NBA, stats don't mean as much. Because to be measured as the GOAT, you get measured by the ranks. That's the only reason why people even want to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan and to Kobe Bryant. Because of the rinks. Not because he can score. Not because he can whine off the court. Look, as a human being, LeBron James is an amazing human being. Amazing human being. Michael Jordan is just now starting to do the things that LeBron James has been doing off the court for years. Michael Jordan is just now really starting to get into charitable work, donating money to be building facilities for for women and things like that in North Carolina. He just now started really doing that. LeBron James built a freaking school for underprivileged kids. That is amazing. He is basically the voice of of racial movement in America right now in a voice that, that, that black America listens to. Regardless as to what you feel about it, he is one of the major voices in this. And he is leading this conversation. When LeBron James says something about the way black Americans are treated as compared to any other race, it makes headlines because he is that important to this movement. So off the court, no argument whatsoever about how amazing a man LeBron James is. But when you start wanting to talk about goats, nobody's bringing up stats when it comes to LeBron. They're bringing up rings. They're bringing that up. And the fact that he didn't do it with the same team, the way that Michael did, the way that Kobe did, that's always going to be used against him. But I will say the only thing, the only thing that I ever hold against LeBron James when it comes to the conversation about goats, is he is not cut from the same cloth as Michael and Kobe. He's just not. All right? Kobe is more Michael than LeBron will ever be. And Kobe is more of the conversation when it comes to goats than what LeBron is. It's never about stats. It's about rings. And the more you learn about Kobe and Michael, the more that they are very similar. Oddly enough, the same person that trained both Michael and Kobe is the same person that is saying today that Tom Brady has the same mentality as Michael and Kobe. Tim Grover. Dude is amazing. Look up his book. He's got a brand new book coming out in a couple in a couple of months. I've already pre-ordered it. The cleaner mentality 
is better than the closer mentality. And that's kind of where you talk about with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Look it up. It's called, I believe it's called Limitless. I believe is what it is called. I've got the book on my Kindle. And I also have the audible copy that I've read both of these and it is absolutely amazing. And this is a book that honestly, if you have not read it or you do not know who he is, you have got to go through and find this book because it is one that will absolutely change the way that you look at everything. And I say that as somebody that absolutely loves reading and that is somebody that is that is going to say, look, this is the book that needs to teach you everything that you need to know about life and about the way that you should look at every single day. And that is that is this book. And, and this is why I'm saying this book is one of the best ones that I've ever written. And and I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's the thing is called Relentless. It is from good to great to unstoppable. That's Tim Grover. He was the trainer for Michael. He was the, he was the trainer for Kobe, and he was the trainer for Dwayne Wade. And I know that we never put Dwayne Wade in this discussion because he doesn't have the rings as Kobe and Michael. But Tim Grover says that Dwayne Wade, not LeBron James, was the cleaner of that Miami Heat team. And so there's a story about about Dwayne Wade. That nobody knows. Uh, and uh, Tim Grover starts the book off by talking about where Dwayne Wade was struggling in the NBA finals against Oklahoma City. And that was that was the first championship for the Heat. They have days off in between the game one, game two. There's like, you know, two or three days in between with the NBA because the NBA's rules are stupid when it comes to scheduling basketball game. Dwayne Wade chartered a flight from Oklahoma City to Chicago, where Tim Grover's academy is and his gym is, and literally worked out with Tim Grover in between two games of the NBA Finals because he was so upset with how his game was going and he needed to fix it right then. When the game ended, he walked into his locker room, he texted Grover, unlocked the gym, and he flew from Oklahoma City to Chicago to train with Grover to fix his shot before the next game. And he did it in the middle of the night. Grover had to like meet him at the gym at like 3 a.m. because Dwayne Wade chartered this flight back home or back to Chicago, which is home for Dwayne Wade, and then trained and then flew back to Oklahoma City for the next game. It's an amazing story and it's in that book. And so that's when you're talking about these different mentalities. Tom Brady has that mentality. It's called the cleaner mentality. You saw it a lot during that game. Look, we all know Tyrone Matthew. I love him. He is hands down my favorite chief. Anybody that knows me and they ask who's your favorite chief, it will always be the honey badger. I love the Honey Badger more than any other player on this team, more than Mahomes, more than Kelsey, more than Tyreek Hill, and it is that mentality. And Adrian, you're right. He says that's literally Mahomes right now. I guarantee you, when we start to learn more about Mahomes, and these are a lot of these players we're learning back in, in the end of their careers, that's when we're really learning about it, I can guarantee you that that Mahomes has what they call the the cleaner man uh, the cleaner mentality. In fact, I've got it saved right there on my phone. You can't really see it. The Relentless 13. Those are 13 characteristics of every single cleaner. 
Some of the things that pop up, you'd rather be feared than liked. You make decisions, not suggestions. When everyone hits the in case of emergency button, they're looking for you. Things like that. That whole, I'm walking in and I'm the baddest MFer in this room and nobody's going to prove me differently. That's the difference between good to great to unstoppable. That's where the name of the book comes in. All right. And now, and so Adrian says, that's Drew, just stats, Russell Westbrook of football, all stats, but what is, what is it producing? Look, if, if you want to, and, and what Adrian is saying, you can agree with because... Where's Russell Westbrook now? I mean, seriously, Russell Westbrook, can you tell me what is the record of the team he is on? Because a lot of people have totally forgotten what, he, what team is he, he's even on now because he's gotten, he's gotten traded. He is a member of the Washington Wizards that currently have the worst record in the NBA. Russell Westbrook, which one do you want to be? Kevin Durant is not a cleaner. Kevin Durant is not a Jordan. He's not a Kobe. He's not even a LeBron. He's not a Mahomes. He's not a Brady. He's none of that. No, 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 no. Uh, So Russell Westbrook is, is with, is with the, is with the Wizards. James Harden is who got traded from the Rockets to the Nets because Harden wanted to be with KD and Kyrie Irving. So he went to, he went to the Nets. Russell Westbrook was the one at the very beginning of the season that him and Harden just wasn't clicking. And they said, look, this is just not going to work. You want to talk about an experiment that blew up? You can probably put the Houston Rockets of last year and the beginning of this year in that list of teams that we thought was going to be amazing because of the star power and totally blew it. It's like the Philadelphia Eagles when they had that all-star team. It's, it's along those lines. And that is the reason why you see it. And in teams like that, you want the cleaners. Adrian says, I agree with you on Matthew. I loved his game since LSU. I almost ran through a wall when we got him. Look, I rocked the, I rocked the Tyrone Matthew jersey yesterday. Matter of fact, uh, we do a video game stream. And, and yesterday, I was rocking Tyrone Matthew, uh, that jersey right there. Uh, Chris hopped in, says John Wall is a great player. John Wall was an amazing player for, for the Kentucky Wildcats in the one season he was there. He's done a lot of great things for the Wizards, which is part of the reason why he was involved in that trade to go to the Houston Rockets. And and so that's the reason why they wanted him. And honestly, it was a better situation for him to go to Houston. Now, right now, which obviously the playoffs are not going to be happening for like another three or four months, but right now the Houston Rockets are only a game out of the last place in the in the West for that eight seed in the NBA playoffs. We have a long way to go, but he's in a better situation now than what he was in in the in the when he was with the Wizards. So uh so Chris, I do agree with you because oh yeah, go Bucks. Yeah, I don't think they're ever gonna win anything. I really don't. I feel bad for the Greek freak, but I don't think that they're ever they're just never gonna win anything. They just I feel bad for it too because in 1996, 1995, 
having a great player like the Greek Freak would have at least got you to the conference semifinals, maybe even the conference finals. And I don't even really think that maybe he could do that. Adrian, I'm going to be honest with you. Yorkie knows this. A few of my close friends know this. Gracie knows this. I buy all my stuff from China, man. It's, they're they're legit. They just haven't been. Uh, they just not. They just were not approved by the. Uh, they just never passed inspection. You ever get those those shirts that you get somewhere and it says inspected by number fourteen? Yeah, these all this gear is the stuff that this failed inspection. So you get like an extra large. It fits like a large. You get an extra large. It fits like a two X. You don't really know. I get kicks. That's right, Yorkie. Yorkie threw in where, where I get it from. I got my, my, my Jordans that I always wear and the all red Jordans from, uh, from his 97 season. I think that the Jordan 11s, uh, I, I bought those from China for like 25 bucks. They failed inspection, but they're authentic. So just letting you know, if you need, if you need to know where, uh, or how to do it, just shoot me a, a tweet or shoot me a text message, man. And I will absolutely. Rock that, and I'll let you know uh, where you can get it. It may take you three or four weeks to get it in, but you can get you one, man. I promise you on that. So, yes, Yorkie says, I'm ready for pitchers and catchers to report. That is going to be happening here in the next couple of weeks. Majority of the time, uh, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting uh, around Valentine's Day. That is kind of how I remember when it is going to be taking place. So you've got a lot of trades that are going on. The Braves just picked up Marcelo Zuna. You also have uh, a lot of other things. Matter of fact, I believe just a few moments ago, uh, Yadier Molina just re-signed with the Cardinals uh, just a little while ago, which, I mean, he's he's a great catcher and it's all about defense with him. It's definitely not about offense or speed. If you play MLB The Show, big zero speed that whenever he hits one, he has to hit one to the wall just to get a, just to even think about a double. It's that bad. So, but yes, Chris says getting a Josh Pearson jersey, tax time. Okay, Josh Pearson is the one that we talked about at the very beginning of the stream. Josh Pearson is uh, a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He is from North Alabama, which is obviously where I am broadcasting from. He's from Austin High School, and he played for Jacksonville State here locally and and so yeah, he got himself a ring last night which again that's why I said I can't be upset about the goat getting another ring and I can't be upset about three local guys from the state of Alabama and, and the areas that I cover getting a ring as well because that's really extremely awesome for them I I went into that game let me ask you if you are a Chiefs fan and you're on this stream right now how much confidence did you have that the Chiefs were going to win that football game last night going into the game? Like going into it. Because I think that a lot of us Chiefs fans, we had blind faith in, in Patrick Mahomes because he is that good. And if you don't think he's that good, just go back and rewatch the game, okay? Honestly, the Bucks probably should have broke the Super Bowl record for most sacks in a game, but they didn't because of Patrick Mahomes being able to scramble with turf toe to get away from him, okay? That's the truth. Adrian said 72% faith. And, I, and how much of that faith, Adrian, your, your perfect reason why I'm asking this question, how much of that faith was solely on Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and heal. And I ask that because if this was any other team with any other quarterback, I don't think a single 
fan outside of the fans for that team would have even thought that that team had a chance. It's because, see, 96% of that. Okay, good. At least you're honest. Because if this had been any other quarterback, the Chiefs would not have even made it to the Super Bowl. They would have lost to the Bills, and this would have been Bills and Bucks in the championship. They may not have even gotten past the the Browns. Let's be honest. Mahomes had a had a very mediocre game against the Browns in the division round. They settled for field goals when they should have had touchdowns. That was the biggest difference between that. And then when when Mahomes got injured, it was literally, please, dear God, let's just get through this football game. And figure out what's wrong. They start showing Mahomes running off the field. We're like, okay, he's he's going to be fine for the conference championship. Let's just get through division round. We're fine. If any other team, or or even this Chiefs team, if this Chiefs team would have went into the playoffs with any other quarterback other than Mahomes, they are not even getting out of the division round. They're not. The Chiefs would not have beaten the Browns. They would not have beaten the Bills. And obviously, they did not beat the Bucks. It is because of 15 is the reason why they are here. That's the only reason is because of how good he is. So as we wrap up, it's all the circle of life. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. The penalties sucked. The drop passes sucked. Look, both Tyreek Hill and and Williams, Darrell Williams, had hands in their face when they were trying to make the catches. Look, they should have made them. It literally hit them in the face mask. They should have had it. Kelsey should have had catches that he dropped. Tyreek Hill should have had catches that he dropped. The stat of 497 yards that Mahomes had just running around in circles from during the Super Bowl last night. If you don't realize, look, let me let me tell you, okay? The Chiefs last night, in almost every single stat, I think except for rushing, the Chiefs beat the Bucs last night, passing everything. I think the Bucs had 5.4 yards per play and the and the Chiefs had 5.1 like something like that Patrick Mahomes ran for 497 yards from snapping the football to throwing the football the entire night when he was when it was a pass play to put that into perspective get your calculator multiply 497 times 3 you come up with almost 1,400 feet. A mile is only 1,820. He almost ran a mile last night alone just trying to throw the football. A mile. 1,400 feet from snap to release. That is what he had to run just to keep the Chiefs close in that game. And it is. Uh, Adrian says the most by a quarterback in Super Bowl history. There were 11 different times that he broke away from a from a Bucks defender 
that result in either an incompletion or a completion that should have been a sack. The Chiefs are, they understand. The Chiefs organization, they understand what they have. Chiefs fans understand what they have. As great as 2014 and 15 was, you do not want this to be something that only lasts a couple of years when you have somebody like Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Matthew, Frank the Tank, and Frank Clark. You you don't want this to be something that is just that little blip in history. You have the potential to grow into something. You really, really do. And I say grow because it takes you getting one more ring to consider this a dynasty. You've made it to three state AFC championship games. You've made it to two straight Super Bowls. You've got one Super Bowl win. You need two Super Bowl wins for this to be considered truly a dynasty. Now, Chris says Tampa had a good defensive scheme going. The Tampa defense that they ran was the exact same defense that the Bills ran, was the exact same defense that the Browns ran. They ran cover two, wanted to force force Mahomes to have to throw short the entire time. Because they have somebody like JPP and Shaq Barrett on that defensive line, they had the ability to drop back four, five and six in coverage and seven in coverage to stop the plays. It was straight cover two the entire time. And that was something that the Bills did because they said, look, you're not going to beat us deep. Tyreek Hill is not going to have 200-something yards receiving in the game, let alone the first quarter. We're not going man-to-man. We're going to go zone. We're going to drop seven guys because we believe our front four is going to be good enough to beat you. It's the same exact defensive plan that the Giants had against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl when when the Patriots went in and was undefeated. We have a front four that you cannot stop. We believe that they're going to get enough pressure on this god-awful offensive line, and this is the reason why we can drop everybody back. We know that that Tyree Kill is fast. We're going to keep him in front of us. Kelsey, he wants to catch eight to nine-yard routes the entire time, and you want to, you want to have a 15-minute drive? That's great. We can run up and down the field the entire night. We're going to have five-minute drives. You can have 10-minute drives. I guarantee you our drives are going to result in more points, and that's what they bet it on. And that's the reason why that's the reason why they did. But that was the exact same defense that the, that the Chiefs saw for multiple games because of how bad this offensive line was, and they were not going to get beat deep. As great as this wide receiver core group is, they need one more player. They need one more wide receiver. To get better, to to make it where Kelsey and Hill are not the ones that you have to just have to depend on every single game. Sammy Watkins is not it. I love Sammy Watkins. I loved him when he was with Clemson. I loved him all the way when he was with the Bills. I, I, I thought that he was it. Too many injuries, way too much time off the field. He's just not the number three wide receiver. Pringle is not that yet. Hardman is not that yet. You've got to bring somebody in. It's it's got to be a big body possession guy that can take some of that pressure off of Kelsey so that Kelsey isn't the one that Mahomes is having to look for every single time it was third down. That was it. Now, and, and Adrian brings up 
a, a few names. He's brought up a couple throughout this whole whole stream, but the the wide receiver that he just he just mentioned was Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, who at the moment is a, is a Carolina Panther wide receiver, he has been the number one wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers this entire season. If you've had fantasy football and you've looking for like a wide receiver that maybe a lot of people didn't know, Robbie Anderson was the guy. That guy got you a ton of fantasy points throughout this. They need they need one more wide receiver, free agent wise, that can come in and be that 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 other receiver that helps Hill and Kelsey out. That you get on the free agent market. If you can find it in the draft in the fifth or sixth round, all right, cool. But you've got to focus on offensive line and linebacker play and coming up in in the in the draft. You absolutely have to. Free agency's about to start. They've got to go get somebody. There's a lot of decisions that are having to get made. As much as we, and trust me, today sucked. I had so many people that was like, what's wrong with you? Dude, my team just lost the Super Bowl. And they lost it because they didn't have an offensive line. If they had an offensive line, that game does not end the way that it did last night. Like, they had enough chances just in the fourth quarter to come back and beat the Bucks, and they squandered it away. Like, they had those. So, yeah, I'm a little pissed off. Like, look, I didn't watch the weekend. I didn't, I didn't watch it many commercials at all. Adrian, is, is Robbie Anderson a free agent after this year? Was that only a one-year deal that he had with, with the Chiefs? And let me look up his contract real fast. I'm, I'm doing some Google searching. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to act like I've got this just like right here on, on my. No, Robbie Anderson ha, is on ha, is on a, another deal with the it's a two year deal that he signed with Carolina. He made four mil this year. He's going to be making eight mil next year. And then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I can almost guarantee you that the Panthers are not going to give the franchise tag to him. So he could be there. Uh, Hardman, and so Adrian says, Hardman and two picks for Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, if it's the guy that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Quentin Nelson is an offensive lineman that plays uh, for the Colts, I believe. Yes, he does. He plays for the Colts. Uh, you will know him because he he played for Notre Dame as well. He's an offensive guard, which is absolutely a, a need for the Chiefs coming up in this. Look, I would take Hardman and two picks I would try to see if I could get rid of a seventh and a fifth for for Quentin Nelson and see if they would they would go with that and that gives them another wide receiver uh, to go with T Y Hilton uh, to go with that and and so I would be I'd be more inclined at that if they could work that trade but the Colts the Colts are having to see now here's the here's the problem with, with trying to get Quentin Nelson from the Colts the Colts are going to be looking for a quarterback okay and. Their trades are probably going to be aligned with trying to make this team better because, you know, crappy rivers is going to be gone now. So, and also oh, TY is going to be gone. Okay. See, so maybe that Hardman could go in and be a number two wide receiver for that. So they may need a guy and it may be good enough. If they could go for Quentin Nelson and they could add him to the offensive line, then, then I am all for that. But they are going to need to improve. They're going to need three and four pieces. This isn't just a, a one person fix. This is going to be a, a, not an entire offensive line, but those nine guys, the ones I talked about in the very beginning of this stream, they need to probably replace about five of them. 
Okay, so that is that's where you're going to be looking at for that. Chris says Devontae Smith. Um, Devontae is going to be gone in the first 10 picks. He's he's going to be a top 10. If this is NBA, we're calling him a draft. We're calling him a lottery pick. Uh, Devontae is going to be gone very early in this draft. Plus, he's a first round guy. So you are not going to draft a wide receiver if you are the uh, the Chiefs in the first round. Chiefs first round need to be focusing solely on offensive linemen. I promise you. If they do not draft an offensive lineman in the very, very first pick that they get in this NFL draft, you will be able to hear the entire city of Kansas City screaming, what are you doing? And 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 Adrian's right. Right. You add Nelson. You add LDT back. Fish comes back. You also get KO back. It's It, w- it would be beautiful. Look, I'm not disagreeing, but you're going to need depth on this, especially with the injuries that we have seen on this offensive line. And I do. I believe in Veach as well. This offensive line, you cannot hold any of the offensive line problems on him between the guys opting out the beginning of the season. And again, you're talking about a guy that opted out because he is a doctor and he's going to help with COVID. Look, I'm selfish sometimes. I want my team to win. <laughs> I want my team to win. I can't get pissed off at a guy that wanted to go help save the world. Honestly, his jersey needs to be retired for what he has done in the past year to help with COVID. Throw him in the ring of honor. Name a street after something. That is amazing work that he has done. That is God's work, my friend, that he chose. Would you have had the balls to say, no, I don't want to play for the Super Bowl champs. I would much rather uh, go and, and be a doctor and possibly die from a virus and try to save the world. Um, yeah, that man is a real-life Avenger. Okay? He is a real-life Avenger. Captain Canada, whatever you want to call him, I don't care. Retire that man's jersey because he went up and helped try to save the world. So I can't get mad at him. Adrian says, if we draft a wide receiver, we will march on them. And I will go up there and march with you. Arm in arm. We will go around that like we're the Oakland Raiders in a bus after we just got an upset win, my friend. We will circle Arrowhead and no. You you trade that and you get yourself an offensive lineman. We can pick up a receiver somewhere else. You need an offensive lineman. We're getting running backs back. We're getting everything. We need OL. So that's the show tonight, okay? Adrian, I appreciate you, Yorkie, Gracie, everybody else that has hopped on. For this show, this was venting, okay? I was venting to you. You guys were venting to me. We had a plenty of people in the chat. We appreciate you on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you so much. The Huggies, thank you. Look, man, I got kid. I don't have kids. I can't say that. That's Heath Slater's thing. I've got a kid, okay? And the Huggies, thank you. And I thank you. And we're going to get through this. Together, okay? Gracie said this was therapy. That's it. Look, trust me. I just want to be here for you. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe Hunk. We've got River Region Wrestling coming back in the next few weeks. 
it's going to be glorious. And, yeah, shout out Heath Slater. I'm telling you. I got kids, man. I got kids. I appreciate you. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Hunk. Make sure that you follow all of us on. <laughs> and Adrian says he had a, he had quite an event session on his stream as well. Make sure you follow this man on Twitch. I still don't know what uh, uh, what half the stuff is on Twitch that he does. Because I didn't even want to say it out loud because one thing sounded like running a train and I know that's not right. But somebody like invades your, your Twitch stream. I don't know what that is. But this man's about to teach that to me. And we will be back next Monday. Maybe 8 o'clock at night. Maybe 9 o'clock. The Huggies may be here. The Huggies may not. We'll be here. We'll have some fun. What's it called, Adrian? For real, man. I know it's not running a train. I know it's not. Is it? I mean, seriously, what's it called? You have it all the time. I was in your stream the other night while while you were, or I was playing Watch Dogs 2. You were playing WWE 2K20. <laughs> we do. We're going to need some huggies. Okay, I'm going to bed. I am going to bed. We will talk to you later. Follow me. Follow all of us on KCPN. I promise you, we have got some big things coming up. Hype train. That's it. Thank you. It's not running a train. It's a hype train. Follow him on Twitch. You will find out what a hype train is. That's what it is. I'll talk to you next Monday. See you later. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netsa.